Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to give a shout-out to Ruben and his podcast, Hoops and Hefeweizen, which is a Mavs-orientated podcast. Thank you for all your support. Welcome to another Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I am Ruben Tomas. I am Edmund Stevenson. And I am still Tim this week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Edmund Stevenson, obviously, Ben Grant. Every goddamn week, man. Um, So, there was actually some uh, some actual Dallas Mavs news this week. Um, We're going to go through real quick. Basically, what happened this week is that Courtney Lee got injured somehow. Uh, I don't think they ever disclosed how it happened. You guys can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Um, on top of that... Freak accident. Yeah, freak accident, which, I mean, like, there's so many different things that you could even say, like, about that. So, you know, just... It's all hypotheticals at this point. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein decided that he's not going to participate uh, in the bubble um, because he has a child on the way. So, um, good luck to him. Uh, that kind of makes things a little makes things a little wor- a little a little weird for us, but that's fine. I think because of our our big death isn't too much. Uh, you know, it's a little lacking right now, but whatever. Um, on top of that, you know, Ryan broke off. Unfortunately, uh, decided to go ahead and you know sign somewhere else. Uh, he went with the Phillies, and I'm happy for him, dude. I'm oh Phillies. I just went for sorry. Bryce texted me. He went to the Sixers, and. Uh, um, you know, happy for him. You know, he's gonna hopefully get some get some play time. He's he's playing with his countryman Ben Simmons now, so you know, just good for him. Um, what else happened? Oh, the last thing, uh, which um, you know, I'm crediting Grant on this, but uh, we signed Trey Burke. So, Grant, do you have anything you want to say about Trey Burke at this point? Um, Trey Burke played amazing last year for us. I think there was one game where he had 25 and eight. Uh, I think he's just one of those guys that fits super duper well in Carlisle's system, obviously, because Carlisle loves his point guards. Um, I feel like he's, he's, I feel like, uh, he's more needed than a big right now for the Orlando bubble. I think the Mavs glaring issue is big men going forward, but for the Orlando bubble specifically, a point guard is what we needed. And uh shout out to the people at blue hardwood. Who, who mentioned Trey Burke first. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have any thoughts, Tim, on any of that? or? Yeah, especially with Burke. I just think it's important that he had that experience here because we've seen Rick in the past have a tough, especially at point guard, trusting someone like handing the keys to the offense. So the fact that he showed out for us a little bit last year and then uh, and then we were able to bring 
back in. Like just having Rick trust and already like flourished in Rick's system is going to be really important because you know this whole thing's going to be a madness a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad we brought him in. Yeah, he he's he's played with Tim Hardaway for like four years now, and he's played with KP too before. So, so yeah, he knows those guys, and that's good. Like, yeah, for shout, shout out to my friend Brent who's listening, who who uh, texted me all excited about the U of M fan. So <laughs> that's always good. I don't like the Wolverines, but I don't like the Wolverines, but I'm glad we got a couple of them right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. So, um, uh, besides that, I mean, that's really kind of all that's happened with uh, Mavs news. Uh, I know that, like, Dwight Powell has been really involved with, like, the uh, leadership team for the, uh, you know, the Player Association, which is good. Um, not quite sure how much, but Chris Paul apparently talk, speaks highly of him, which if you're, getting, if you're getting props from Chris Paul on anything, I think that's a good sign, you know. Um, uh, besides, Except not having your jersey tucked in. Yeah, that's, so. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, that's fucking sucked. I remember that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for keeping me in check on that. Um, so... The other news, obviously, is that NBA news is that um, there has been 16 players out of the 302 that have been tested that have COVID. Um, right now, that's not too much of a big deal just because uh, it doesn't seem like most of those, I don't think any of those guys are showing any symptoms. Um, obviously, they're going to be quarantined for two weeks and then sent back, um, back to the bubble. Um, I mean, Honestly, dude, I thought I'm surprised it was that low. Like only 16 guys out of 300. I think that's 16. I think I think that's only like zero. I think it's point zero five of the entire. Yeah, point zero. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it is. What I'd be it is, really man. curious to see if they could. Uh, I'd be curious to see if they could go back and retest for that antibodies test just to get a number there. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's 16 out of 302, I think that's like three percent or whatever. Like. That number's coming in definitely lower than what I thought it'd be, but um, definitely not anywhere near probably the uh, total case numbers we've had so far. Yeah. So, I, yeah. you know, it'd just be, it'd be really, it'd be really good to kind of see like who's got the antibodies, who's kind of had to deal with this already. And then just, yeah, just for kind of data collection more than anything, because this is probably something we're still going to be dealing, dealing with next year too, you know? Yeah, and I mean they were so they were um, they were tested on uh, last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, um, you know, and then the league, you know, obviously said, hey, guess what, you know, people have <laughs> people have COVID right now, and I mean that's what's so scary about this like thing is that like you either show symptoms or you don't. If you don't show symptoms, it's just like this whole thing about like oh shit, like how many people did I interact with before? Like you know, there's the the whole contact tracing thing and. You know, it's just one of those things that it's just, uh, it's a little scary. Um, I know, like, Adam Silver, you know, was talking about, you know, the bubble and how, like, there's always going to be a risk. And, you know, like, obviously these guys are, like, in the tip-top shape, like, of any human being. So they should be fine. Should be. You know, there's always, there always might be an outlier. But until that happens, like, we can just hope for the best. And for right now, basketball's back, you know, so I'm not... I'm not too upset, so. Hey guys, this is Ruben again. Um, you know, there's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. You know, it's great because the sports world is slowing to come back, right? Especially with the NBA. 
Um, and that's great for us because we are an NBA podcast and more specifically a Dallas Mavericks podcast. Um, but that's not all though. Like at betonline.ag, they have UFC, they have boxing, they have NASCAR, which I know Grant is super excited about. And they have international soccer, meaning Bundesliga and EPL happening um, as of right now. And BetOnline has the best odds and lines for these upcoming games and matches. And if you need more, BetOnline, they do simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC games and matches uh, happening live every day. Um, and that's mostly for like devout, devout gamblers who, you know, that's something they can check out. Um, and it's cool because BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and they have the best props in the business. So you can visit betonline.ag on your computer, on your tablet, or on your phone, especially while you're listening to this podcast. And if you join now, you can receive a welcome bonus, which is awesome, especially for someone like me who doesn't really do betting yet, but this may be the thing that kind of gets me into it, which is really awesome. Um, So remember, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Um, Aside from that, though, I mean, I'm trying to think of any other news that has been uh, released. Do you guys know anything? Other than the schedule. It's uh, really weird, yeah. It's just still really weird that this bubble is going to be taking place in probably the worst state possible. Yeah. 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 So. Hashtag Florida man. But yeah, I guess <laughs> if it is a bubble, then uh, if they are able to maintain the bubble, that's really good. I, I know like last week, I think I talked about concerns about like employees being able to do what they want. Yeah. But I actually hadn't read this, but I heard a Mark Cuban interview with bad radio on the ticket yesterday. And he said those employees that are coming in and out aren't going to have contact with any of the teams or the players. Okay, that's good. So that was kind of a revelation. That was that was a revelation to me a little bit that like the cooks and everything like they're going to keep them separated so they won't actually like be interacting with the players. Which there's probably more ideal ways, but like this is probably as good as we're going to get it. So it was like just good to hear that at least. All right, and definitely. And then, of course, the big news was that the schedule got released for the rest of the regular season. So, um, how are we feeling about it? How do we feel about, uh, you know, who our opponents are? And what do you guys think our, our, our actual records going to be to end off the season? I think, I think at the very least we go 5-3. and three. I, don't, I don't see a we – play, we play Phoenix twice. We play Portland at the very end. They're going to be, like, well out of it by, by the time we get to them, I think. Uh, we also play Sacramento. I feel like, you know, we do drop games against easy teams, so I wouldn't put it past us to lose one or two of those. Um, but then uh, our only real difficult game, I think, is the the Clippers and uh, in the, in the Rockets. I think we'll still beat up on the Rockets. Um, I think Milwaukee, by the time we get to them, which they're our fifth game, I don't think they'll have much to play for. So I feel like they'll probably just be getting their, like, lower tier guys, some more reps. Giannis might barely play if he does play at all. Um, and the Jazz, I don't know at all about. They're, I think they're the biggest wild card in this whole uh, tournament. They could either turn it on or go way, way down. Okay, what But do you I, think, think? I think we end up going 5-3 and three or 6-2. and two. What do you think, Tim? I think if we open up with a win against Houston, which is definitely doable, because I think Chris Stapps is just a, a nightmare match the Rockets and how they play. Um, 
So if we can open up with that win, I'd see six and two really, really easily. I guess not easily, but it's easy to envision. And then <laughs> if we can get to six and two, I think that moves us up. Proceed, you know. It's huge because that's, that's and if we get to the four seed, honestly, we could right back to playing Houston in the first round very easily. So like, just give me all of that Houston matchup. It's kind of what I'm wanting for this entire bubble. So I'm looking at the schedule uh, right now. I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I'm thinking, I'm probably thinking five and three is probably like the most realistic, like most like tempered expectation. Like obviously on Twitter, I go like eight and no, eight and no. Like like when people ask, I'm like eight and no, but like the actual mm-hmm. me is like, eh, like probably like five and three. Like I don't think we doing. I don't think we can do any worse than that. Like I think, I think a lot of guys are going to be like a little sluggish and. You know, for other teams, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, again, like, with Houston, like, they just, you know, they have, I don't know how well Harden's going to be, like, starting back up, and, you know, again, like, they have, uh, they have a small forward at center, and stuff like that, so, um, I don't know, man, I think, I think our our big challenges are going to be the Clippers and Milwaukee, obviously, like, those are two favorites to, like, either go all the way, or at least be in the finals, so, um, you know, I have, a, I have a pretty good, uh, in my head, I feel pretty good about this stuff, though. So I have a question for both of y'all. When we are finally able to go back to the AAC and see a game, how dope is it going to be to see the 2020 Southwest Division champions re- like <laughs> banner hanging from the rep? That'll be great, dude. <laughs> Don't the Clippers do that, though? Like, they have, like, uh, the Pacific. It'll be awesome. <laughs> we do it. We have two of them. We have the 2010 we have the 2010 up there, and then we have one of the like 2007 ones up there. I'm pretty sure. I did not, know, sure. That, I did not sure. know that. It's hilarious. <laughs> it I mean, <laughs> it'll be great. It'll be great to see. It'll be great to see that banner. I just got to uh, go back to my bet online account and see if I'm actually going to get paid for my preseason bet because I did bet that we would win uh, the Southwest Division. Oh shit! I mean, Houston six. I thought the Rockets. I thought the I thought the would be terrible. I'm not gonna lie. Good plug, good plug. By the way, bet online. Good job. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of it when it comes to map stuff. I think like the whole you know NBA schedule. Like I've been looking at other like other players, other teams' uh, schedules, and I'm looking at like the Pelicans have like the most like cupcake like ass like schedule ever. Like it's absolute bullshit, dude. Like I know people like were joking about that. Like when they were talking about coming back, like. You know, their schedule would be, like, super easy. And I was like, oh, like, they'll be fair about it. But honestly, bro, like, it looks like – it looks pretty – like, they could easily maybe make it into the playoffs, which I hate. So I, I was kind of upset when I first saw it. Y'all know how much I, I love my Grizzlies. But um, I think the I think the idea of a playing tournament between uh, New Orleans and Memphis is going to be so fun. So I hope that ends up happening. Um, but I still do want the Grizzlies to get the eight seed. That's right, because they're doing the the playing turn for the eight nine seed, right? Which mm-hmm. is a new little wrinkle. And I, I, depending on how it goes this season, I don't know if I want it to be like a permanent thing or just like a one off thing. But I mean, obviously they're going to get a little creative this for this little bubble thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the playing tournaments also it's already been a thing that the NBA has been wanting to do. So it's kind of a win win for everybody, really, at this point, unless you're the eight or nine seed, you know, then you get to play another one. It's nothing's guaranteed, and, you know? 
And now's the ideal time for like every sport to be throwing stuff up against the wall to see what sticks and to be trying new things. Like, because the legitimacy of it all is going to get questioned anyway. So, if you're going to have to answer those questions, like try some new stuff, be entertaining, like kind of be on the cutting edge with stuff. Don't make your bubble or however you're playing like the same old boring shit. Like, try your new stuff out that people have been wanting for a while anyway. You know? Yeah, I agree, man. I think that's a good, it's a good way to look at it too, man. It's like. Now's the time to just be weird with it. So, you know, just do whatever you want to do and kind of go from there. So, besides that, there's nothing really else to talk about. So, guys, you guys asked us so many questions this week. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and get into that in a second once I pull them up because I'm not prepared. <laughs> um, let's see. Where are these questions? Real, real quick, though. There is... There is one more thing I wanted to bring up before we get to the questions, though. And as we all saw this week, one of the goats, probably the best in-game dunker, and you know, one of the most the most epic dunk in U.S. basketball history. Vince Carter retired. We all remember the huge shot against he hit against the Spurs as a Maverick. So just wanted to give a quick shout out to Vince Sanity because, uh, yeah, that, that guy like why I got into basketball starting around age then and. Just, uh, he was, he was just such a legend. Like he was almost a myth growing up. Like I just remember his, he was one of the first players where I remember like highlights outside of actual games, NBA games, like the dunk ice and then everything he did in dunk contests before I knew much about like his actual on-court game. And so like the legend, I think of him going and graduating from uh, UNC and then flying to play in a playoff game that night, like he's just like, and he was a great Maverick. So just wanted to throw that little plug in there real quick because I am gonna miss watching Vince Carter play. He's so him and Michael Jordan are like the guys like I kind of grew up with, right? Like those are the two guys like before I even like knew who Dirk was. So you know, um, yeah, dude was a badass. Uh, it really, really sucks that he decided. Oh, I mean, he's also really old in NBA terms, and you know, like I totally see why he's you know hanging him up now, but. I just wish he went to a contender, dude. I would have not cared if he just like, like rode on the, uh, yeah. rode on the um, what do you call it, uh, Lakers bench, you know, or whatever. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't care. Like I would have loved it, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm gonna miss it. Or the Raptors, yeah. I would have, dude. If he ended his, if he ended like his career on the Raptors roster, fuck. Like that would have been so great. I would have loved it, but it is what it is. So. Now that we did that, now we're going to go ahead and get into we're going to go ahead and get into our questions. Um, so the first one I'm going to read comes from Isaac, who we actually did a fan pod with. Um, I believe it, it was a few it was a few uh, pods ago. So if you're interested in that, go and listen to it. Um, so he asks um, thoughts on how Trey Burke will do in place of Jalen Brunson in Orlando. I personally think he's going to do great because he knows the system. Like he's already been in the system. He kind of knows like. He knows a lot of the players already. Like, there might be one or two faces that he hasn't he hasn't met yet. Like, and I think that'll be that'll be quick to like kind of get to know them, especially when they're they're in a bubble and can't really like hang out with too many people anyway. Um, you know, again, like he put up twenty five. You know, sometime with us last year. Like, he's gonna be fine. I'm gonna like him on our team. So again, so. Um, it's like I said earlier. I think. He's played, you know, he hasn't played with KP yet, but he's played with Luca. He's played with Dirk. He's played, he's basically played with everyone on the team. And he's played with KP, but just not here. 
Um, and I think he's literally perfect for, for what Rick Carlisle is trying to do. Um, I will miss Brunson, though, because we, we are not very deep at point guard. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're very deep at guard, but not point guard. So I think I think he is a perfect fit. And uh, the only other guy I wanted more than him was uh, was Iman Shumpert. Just because we need a lot more help on the wing. But getting point guard help for this bubble is going to be exactly what we needed to help put us over the top, hopefully. Yeah, I just think with the fact that he's had experience with us before, like I said earlier, just in the most like unstable situation in league history that we're headed into, it's good to have like stability, especially uh, especially a point guard. I'm glad we know Rick Truss. Definitely. Okay, next question comes from Mavs Network. And this is one that I know Grant has been like waiting for this entire time. Um, do you want me to read it or do so, you want to do the honors? Oh, you can read it. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the... All right, because this is mostly Grant's question. So, um, who would you pick to win the finals? A, any current NBA team that's in, like, you know, Lakers, Clips, Bucks, etc. Or B, a 15-man roster of the best players standing are staying at the Disney Disney Yacht Club, Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Suns, Spurs, and Wizards. So Grant, you take the reins here, dude. So I'm not sure about Lillard playing, but I and I didn't realize he said 15. Um, I have a list of 12 players. If they played against any of those uh, regular teams, this this team would be a force to be reckoned with at least. But uh, I have Lillard. The starting five is Lillard. Beal, Ingram, Zion, and Aiton. And then you have seven bench dudes. You have uh, Lonzo Ball, CJ McCollum, Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre, Delonte Murray, Buddy Heald, and Harrison Barnes. I do not see a scenario in which that team can't score 150 points a night. And uh, they don't have a lot of defense. I think Ingram and, and Murray and Oubre kind of like hold their defense. So they might have to allow 140 points a night. But I think... Uh, I think I think that team, the team of yacht clubs, would probably uh, would would wear down a team like LA or Milwaukee because I just don't feel like those teams really have depth. Whereas this team would literally have three all stars on the bench. So thank you for that amazing question, Mavs Network. And uh, we have another question from Lane. I didn't get to do much research on because I was too busy focusing on that question. Yeah, so we'll get to so. that one a little bit. I think I might have been the only one who actually looked into it a little bit. Um, <laughs> do you have any Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, on that, Tim? I would honestly take that roster in a seven-game series versus probably anyone in the bubble. Like, it's just insanely deep. Like, they're going to be able to run anybody off the floor. Mm-hmm. Coaching would probably have a lot to do with it. So, I guess, were we able to pick a coach out of those teams? I mean, Pop. Spurs, yeah. Yeah, that'd be Spurs. Yeah, yeah, Pop coaching that team. Yeah, I think that team would win it all. I think that should be part of it. If they do a tournament, that should be, like, one of the things they do. Like almost like an all star, <laughs> like you know, just like have like the um, the reigning NBA champ go against like a team of just like the the lesser teams, you know, like just like their best players. That'd be fun, actually. Or Adam Silver could galaxy all stars. <laughs> he could be like, oh well, uh, Zion and the Pelicans couldn't get in, so let's just put all these guys on one team and see what happens. <laughs> see if they can be the. Oh man, that'd be fun. That would be a really fun team. Oh, I was gonna say instead of that eight nine playing game. They just do a eight seed of Team Disney and make it that roster, <laughs> bro. That'd and be just fun. completely screw over the Lakers. Yeah, they should put that in two K. Yes, I would love Play that, dude. Okay, so next one comes from. Are we gonna get, are we gonna get the bubble next year in two K? They should. We should. Uh, that sounds too innovative for two K, but I'll <laughs> save that for another. Maybe NBA Live will do it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so 
Next question comes from Mavsaholic Ghostface Drill One, who is a great dude on Twitter. So I feel bad because Bryce isn't here to defend himself, but who would win a fight, me, Reddit Mavericks, or Bryce? I give it to Bryce just because I, I wouldn't want to fight him. Yeah, it's definitely Bryce. <laughs> how could you? How could you know Bryce? Look at Bryce and think, man, I want to punch this dude. Like no one, no one can do it, especially you. Yeah, I couldn't. There's no way I can fight Bryce. No way. No. Nah. If he killed like my mom, maybe, but like, like that'd be like. Oh my god. <laughs> maybe. Think, what do you think, Tim? I mean, yeah. All he has to do is like on your hard drive, then we're gonna go. <laughs> so yeah, we got Bryce for giving you that one because you're not here. Um, <laughs> okay, AJ Stamps, another guest of the podcast uh, for a fan podcast. Um, he asks, "Is Luca the greatest twenty-year-old ever?" Uh, besides me, when I was twenty, <laughs> I mean, okay, so Luca is an MVP candidate, right? Twenty. When I was twenty, I snuck into a bar to watch the last to watch the finals for the Mavericks in twenty eleven. So, who really is the winner here? Like, you know, I think it's you. <laughs> Luca can't do that, you know. Luca can do that. If so. he wins Finals MVP, maybe he can contest with yeah, that. Maybe. But I don't think. I think you got that one in the back. Yeah, I don't even know who his competition is. Like, NBA-wise at this point? I don't know, but yeah. life-wise? Gosh, hell, life-wise, he probably doesn't have much competition either. No. His life is set, man. He's only, like, 21. It's such bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm just jealous. Um, okay, Panda Hank. I love you, Panda Hank. He asks, when the Mavs win the championship in October, what do y'all think they'll do about the parade? since everyone would probably still have to be social distancing. I say have the parade as it is, but have every like have them like live stream it and have like cameras like on each other's heads like I want a Bobon cam, you know, just like how t- how I feel like to be that tall and stuff like that. And just like, you know, talking to the guys and you can like enter in and people can like from their apartments or whatever, their office buildings like, you know, you know, hang out there and stuff like that. That's what I would think they would do if they win the championship and there's a parade so yeah definitely like uh it's probably too early to implement the um vr technology to have a vr parade but definitely an interactive parade that you could watch on your phone or do something or something something where the the like like even like a panel like a comic con panel of all the players and coaches just like talking uh, about you know everything that went into orlando i think that would that would be incredible I would like that more than a parade. For the 48 hours or 72 hours after we win the championship, I want whoever's going to be the Deshaun Stevenson of this team to just have a GoPro on his head at all times. <laughs> and I can just live through that instead of actually going to the parade. <laughs> so think, like, if we were to – whoever does win it this year, like, whatever city it does happen for, so say it was Dallas, like, I just watched uh, the outside of – Anfield and a lot of areas in Liverpool when Liverpool won the championship oh, the yeah. other day. Like, especially Americans, we're not we're not smart enough. We're not going to be able to handle that. Like, whatever downtown or outside of whatever region is just going to be crazy packed. Oh, yeah, it is. It's There's not going to be much social distancing for whatever city wins the title. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see that happening too. Yeah. All right, let's see. Let's move on. Oh my God, here we go. Okay, here's the one that we were supposed to be researching for. Um, Lane. My good friend Lane, who asks good, thoughtful questions every week, <laughs> asks, 
What do you think of white holes? The theoretical opposite of black holes. Or do you think that they exist? Um, if so, do you think of it more likely that they are near instantaneous gamma ray bursts or possible end-to-end -end points of where black holes would lead, like wormholes? So, I actually, last night, I actually went on Wikipedia and, like, read the Wikipedia article. And I might as well just, like, have been reading, like, a different fucking language because... It's because because when you go to Wikipedia, you expect like you know it to be like more like common like language, right? Like you would hope they would break it down a little bit better for you, right? They really didn't. And um, but from what I've been gathering about, so a black hole, you you know, sucks in light, light can't escape, right? A white hole is opposite, like everything like escapes it, like things come out of it. So theoretically, for me. It would be like a wormhole type thing where, and that would help with like probably space travel in the future of just, you know, there's a wormhole, like black hole on one end and a white hole on the other end, but it only, but it had to be like one way, unless there was like a black hole close to the white hole where you're at, which, which would take you back. But I mean, science and humankind isn't that far enough, to, I think, to be able to um, create the technology and use it well. So... You know, it's a while, but theoretically, I think it is a wormhole, basically. You're telling me that your degree is not in quantum physics? Absolutely not. I wish it was now, because... Okay. <laughs> well, Lane, I really wanted to answer this question very badly, but uh, Mavs Network's question is so good that I spent my research time answering that one instead. But after this pod, I will go hang out with my friend Mary Jane, and we will watch Interstellar, and I will get you, I will get you a better uh, answer next, next time. Yeah, I was gonna say this reminds me of like like whatever whatever gets spit out at the other end. If it is like a wormhole like that, like it's just the entire movie Interstellar. That's what we're living in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't even want to try to mess with the kind understanding. Uh, yeah, try to mess with understanding the kind of physics language that I would need to to answer this properly. But what is I hope it's like some third dimension weird shit on the other side that we all have access. Like basically just. Your best mushroom trip. That's what I'll say it is. That's what's <laughs> on the other end of a white hole. So, I, I won't get it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on, man. Like, people listen to this. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Hi, Dad. Yeah. So, anyway. So, Dalton Trigg, um, who also hosts his own podcast, uh, Step Back. Um, really cool podcast. I love the fact that, you know, there are many different types of podcasts out there from Mav stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're just one branch of it, and they're another branch, and... You know, it's all good. He asks, okay, Mississippi is probably going to change its state flag soon, which I, I, I didn't know what the Mississippi flag looked like until I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's super problematic. Um, do you think my proposal of Brett Favre doing the Johnny Bravo pose will be rejected? So in case you guys don't know, the Mississippi flag is basically just like a flag that has the Confederate flag in it. <laughs> so, I mean, that should have not been a flag in the first place. So... um. I think it depends on how that is on the Brett Favre Johnny Bravo pose is depicted. Um, I don't think it will be rejected outright. I think they'll definitely take in consideration. So I don't think it'll be rejected though. So. Yeah. Instead of uh, Brett Favre, they should do the, the Cowboys backup quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I'll say it should be, um, it should be Mississippi football related, but I'd go one of two things. I, uh, 
since Eli Manning went the original Eli Manning dumb faces in an old Miss helmet from college, or from just this past fall, this uh, last college season when Mississippi State and Ole Miss played in the Egg Bowl, and I think the guy, the wide receiver from Ole Miss, got a 15-yard penalty that cost him the game because he celebrated a touchdown by crawling on all fours then lifting his leg up like he was a dog pissing on a fire hydrant. <laughs> like, just, just that image. And it was also, like, depending on which side you were on, one of the uh, worst gambling beats or best gambling beats of, like, people's lives. Because it, like, but that, but yeah, just that image of a wide receiver, like, Lifting his leg up and pissing on a fire hydrant. That should be their flag. I even saw that. <laughs> but right. no, um, side note. Yeah, they got memes pretty quick. Philip Rivers is better than Eli. Next question. I mean, I agree with that. But uh, Okay. Um, next question comes from Nick. Uh, NRD underscore. Cool dude on Twitter. Um, he asks um, what everybody's Canes order is when you go get Canes. Um I haven't gotten canes in a long time. The last time I went was a couple years ago. Um, there's, I just, I don't really much their chicken too much. Um, but when I do, I usually get a box. Um, have to get the sauce. No coleslaw because I don't really like coleslaw. Um, and I like fries and I like the toast. Like I should toast. Uh, canes is trash. So sorry about that. And uh, you don't like coleslaw? I don't. I just, I've never liked to do. It's a Mexican thing. I think. I don't know. No. I don't think Mexican oh, okay. coleslaw. So. <laughs> So you're not going to answer, Grant? No, Canes I'd raise my hand, but I'm, I'm only half of one. <laughs> Tim, do you have an order for Canes? Or do you, do you, do you not? They don't have it out there, do they? They don't have Canes in L.A., but they did have one like right off of O Street, which is the big like college bar street in uh, Nebraska. So open, closed until 3 a.m., so we got Ooh. very familiar with Raising Canes. <laughs> so I guess just box combo or Caniac combo, whatever, if I'm like – just basically – whatever that's got chicken fries and depending on how many people we're trying to feed but i will say like my regular canes order is usually uh half eaten and found on the kitchen counter. so that's the only consistent part about it half eaten and found on the kitchen counter all right <laughs> i do like their i do like yeah i do like the coleslaw though so yeah raising canes will not be asking us to do an ad read for them anytime yeah soon. it looks like it. you fucked that up for us <laughs> anyway um okay so Reddit Spurs, my arch nemesis on Twitter, <laughs> asks, if for some reason an apocalypse happened during the NBA's resume season, which hotel group is most likely to survive? Oh, okay. So, i got to think about this, because this means you have to look up the hotel groups, right? Hotel. Um, it's one through four, and each side is in the this one, the five through eight is in this one, and then all the rest of the teams are in the Yacht Club. That's right, <laughs> the Yacht Club, <laughs> which I think is hilarious because it sounds like so prestigious, but it's not in this case. But um, well, it's the last place. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. I feel like who would survive? I feel like no matter what, LeBron would try to have the season that happened anyway. <laughs> so, like, I don't think that he would like. I don't think he would survive, bro. Because I think he'd be worried about just like the Lakers winning. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I feel like the Yacht Club, I think the Yacht Club just have, I think they're they're probably a little dissed and they're probably like, fuck everybody, like, we'll make sure we survive above anyone else. So, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, I think the answer in the 
the answer to the question is actually in the replies. Someone said Bobons. I think that is definitely the surefire. Oh, that's a good one. Surefire yeah. answer. That was Braxtonius. That's a fucking awesome at. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Tim? I wouldn't want to fight like I'll pick the Yacht Club because I wouldn't want to fight like either Dame or Zion. Like I think they could like <laughs> survive. Like Zion's not human, so he could survive anything. But like. At the same time, I'm going to go back to the phrasing of this question. What do you mean, if the apocalypse happens? <laughs> We're living it right now, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. We're um, already all surviving it. Okay, let's see. Next question comes from Tyler Adams, which Tyler is like the coolest dude on Twitter. So follow him if you don't. I think he's actually locked right now. He's the coolest dude in the Xbox parties, too. Yeah, still follow him. He's uh, hilarious. Still follow him because, yeah. Anyway, so, and I love this question. We might piss off some people, but if we piss them off, like, you probably should be listening to us anyway. So, does the state flower, the blue bonnet, have more mental capacity than the state governor of Texas? This is for Texas. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but I've been advised to... Yeah, he, he does. The blue bonnet does, yeah. yeah. Yes, this is <laughs> easy. Um, say California Tim, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to be in this shit, so... I mean, just like... This is this is the third state I've lived in, and like going back to when it was Rick Perry and now through Greg Abbott, like the governor of Texas has always been roasted when I've been like living in other states. Yeah, so yeah, it's just he's yeah. Because it's like an important, it's an important enough position to be known nationally, but we're not we're not in a good spot with the governor. I did like a tweet last night that it was like Greg Abbott's playing basically red light green light with the entire state right now. Really, that's, that's <laughs> exactly what it's like. And if you want fun see, idea though. Yeah. And if you want to see more of like, if you want to see more government roast, you need to go check Tim's timeline because he does it all the fucking time. Yeah, great. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I yeah. I don't hold back. No, you don't. Okay. Next question comes from Renegade Jim. Um, he asks, "Will the XFL return in 2021?" Um, unfortunately, not. I know there are people that were really into it just because it's a different pace of play and stuff like that. Um, I don't think it's coming back, and I don't think that uh, Vince McMahon has any plans to bring it back, unfortunately. So, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. You might need to change your at or your your display name on Twitter because that might be it for the XFL for a while, dude. So. Yes, but uh, former former uh, Los Angeles Charger Cardale Jones is the greatest XFL player of all time. So that's dope. <laughs> and coincidentally, the XFL games were drawing about as much as Chargers games usually. Ha! You didn't, didn't have to... Uh, he didn't have to adjust much to that when he went to the XFL. Um, oh, yeah, man. I don't see it coming back, but I do wish they would make a like instead of Madden, I would buy a video game if you had like last year's X or this spring's XFL teams and then all the original ones because I would definitely go like rush for two thousand yards with he hate me right now, Rod Stewart. <laughs> yes, dude. That's I think that's who it was. I, I Rod Rod Smart. Something I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a good question, I, I just man. remember he hate me like. <laughs> All right, so sorry to go a little off topic, but uh, Tim, they are bringing back an NFL street type game, and 2K is going to make it. It's like seven on seven, like beach or spring football esque. But it's going to be like, you know, kind of like a, a joking game. So maybe that's something you're interested in. <laughs> I think every league should still do that. I know in a NHL, they kind of have a three on three, like almost street mode, but it's still on ice. And then in FIFA, they have the Volta or whatever that you can play. Yeah, so like, there's, there's blacktop. Every league should do that. I miss, like, NFL Blitz and NHL Hits and NHL yeah, Jam and all oh. those games that weren't, like, realistic at all. NFL Blitz, where you could 
Those were the best. Yeah. NFL Blitz was, was the greatest football game ever made. We can say we're going to get another list check, and I've already looked it up on Amazon to have the uh, NBA Jam article game in your house is like nine hundred bucks. Hey I'm man, a, look at that! I'm not a rich person, so Amazon's going to be getting my money for that. <laughs> <laughs> so next question comes from Alexis, the real Alexis. Our our Kristaps uh, Porzingis uh, super fan. She asks, "Are Pop Tarts calzones?" I hate this fucking question so much. <laughs> uh, good question though, Alexis. Um, I they're big enough to be calzones, so why the fuck not? It's just call them calzones. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Uh, another another question. I think I might have to go hang out with my friend Mary Jane to find out. But uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna say no because like calzones, I think very hot in the middle and like not gonna lie 90 percent of the time i eat pop tarts just straight out of the bag i don't mess with the toaster i will say though i saw a new uh fruit fruit loops flavored pop tart at the store and uh i will be reporting back soon because they're they're in my pantry right now oh my god intriguing uh have y'all ever butter on your pop tarts what the fuck dude no what this is a fuck okay at go at Go at not Jack Kemp, Jake Kemp on uh, Twitter about this. Because he said growing up, him and his, like, toast them and then spread butter, like, on the Pop-Tart, and that's how they'd eat them. God. I think he mentioned it on his just banner, and I was just like, what in the absolute hell? <laughs> fucking Jake. I'd rather, like, stomp on Mouse That's some North Ridge. But no, uh, I just wanted Mills, to add like, a note. ass behavior. I, I am definitely the Kristaps uh, Porzingis fanboy here. Uh, no one else can take that title. Out of the three of us, but bro, she has you beat by a lot. <laughs> I, I don't have the income to just buy shirts and jerseys. Well, okay, anyway. Of of one player, I gotta I gotta get my Celtic <laughs> stuff. I gotta get my stuff. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. So, guys, there. this is mostly for the guys. I'm sure women too, but mostly guys. Um, you know, there have been times before where I've definitely cut myself shaving down there, um, nicked myself, you know, it's it's a thing that happens. Um, but, I mean, guys, you need to start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are going to be a thing of the past pretty soon. Um, so, the company Manscaped, they have this thing called the Low Mower 3.0, which is beautifully designed and helps reduce the painful nicks and tugs that may happen when you're shaving down there. Um, it's their third generation trimmer, and it features advanced skin-safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth, if you like it that way. Um, the Manscaped engineering team assesses over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And then they spent 18 months perfecting this new trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. Um, this thing is premium, guys. Like, it's actually premium. You know, the battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shower or a longer shave while you're doing it. Um, that's good, you know, because you definitely don't want to, don't want to, um, you know, rush yourself while you're doing stuff like this. Um, it's great, too, because as I just said, like, it's you can do it in the shower, too, which means that it's water resistant. Um, it also has a really cool feature called uh, the LED lights and illuminates uh, grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. And also, dude, let's not forget about the charging stand, because that's a really important part when, obviously, you have an electric trimmer. Um, 
<laughs> you're able to show off your mower loud and proud because the designed uh, stand is convenient. It's a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So it's perfect because I think everything nowadays is you know done by USB. Um, there are a lot of people on like on the lawnmower 3.0 uh, website that have you know talked about how it's changed their lives. You know, um, they even included pics so I could you know so you could even see the smoothness if you wanted to. And really, honestly, dude, they really aren't kidding. Um, you need to go try this out for yourself though, man, because it's really really awesome. Um, and. Remember, man, uh, you can get a 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. I promise you, your nether regions will absolutely thank you. Hey guys, this is Ruben again. Um, you know, there's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. You know, it's great because the sports world is slowing to come back, right? Especially with the NBA. Um, and that's great for us because we are an NBA podcast and more specifically a Dallas Mavericks podcast. Um, but that's not all, though. Like, at BetOnline.ag, they have UFC, they have boxing, they have NASCAR, which I know Grant is super excited about. And they have international soccer, meaning Bundesliga and EPL happening um, as of right now. And BetOnline has the best odds and lines for these upcoming games and matches. And if you need more, BetOnline, they do simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC games and matches uh, happening live every day. Um, and that's mostly for like devout, devout gamblers who, you know, that's something they can check out. Um, and it's cool because BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and they have the best props in the business. So you can visit betonline.ag on your computer, on your tablet, or on your phone, especially while you're listening to this podcast. And if you join now, you can receive a welcome bonus, which is awesome, especially for someone like me who doesn't really do betting yet, but this may be the thing that kind of gets me into it, which is really awesome. Um, so remember, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Okay. Sean Longley asks, which Grant found out as a Suns fan. <laughs> Sean Longley asks, best quarantine video game? I think a lot of people will latch on to, um, you know, Animal Crossing has been like the big one during quarantine. Um, for me, Warzone. Like, Warzone, yeah, something like where you can, you can interact with people. Obviously, um, for me though, I don't play with people. I don't ever play with people on things usually. So, um, I've been playing like a lot of uh, like I've been replaying God of War and like Spider Man and stuff like that. So, personally, because I don't play with people, like I play single player all the time. So, um, during the quarantine, I played a lot of GTA, Halo, and more 2k than i would like to admit because that game is trash but i definitely had the most fun playing playing gta for sure i think that's probably because like ruben said or uh, like red and maverick said you can interact with people a lot more and you can you can do a lot it's just an open world and you don't have to socially distance mine's been uh fifa probably the most consistently and then nhl i've been ripping shell lately but i am getting so i did get a nintendo 64 a few weeks back Oh, We've been playing some Mario Kart around the house, but I am getting a uh, Super Smash Brothers in today at some point. Yes, so fuck yeah. We might put the PS4 up for a little bit. 
and uh, this might be a weekend for just nothing but like Mario Kart, Mario Party, and then uh, Super Smash Bros. Nice. Okay, next question comes from Casey. Um, Casey Dilla, which is a hilarious ass name. Um, she asks, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the sports card market? You know, like, I know, like, it was, like, a big thing, like, in the past. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's too much of a big thing now because I know, like, my older cousins would, you know, would, uh, they would collect cards. And I think a lot of that was because, like, there was no other way to, like, kind of, like, see those players play or, like, kind of see, like, their stats online. Like, the internet wasn't really a thing at that point, you know, especially for, like, stats and stuff like that. Now you can log on and go see, like, you know, Barry Bond's entire career, you know, and stuff like that, or, like, Will Chamberlain's, you know, career and stuff like that. So I don't think it's as pre- uh, prevalent, but if you're into those, like, that's cool. Like, I just don't think it's – I personally don't think it's too much of a – uh, too much of, like, a – it's not a good investment too much anymore. I might be wrong. I don't know. I haven't really – I haven't had a card collection since I was, like, six or seven. So uh, – but I collected baseball cards. Yeah. I didn't see this question whenever I was uh, looking through, but you're actually not correct because I, my old boss at my last job, he uh, he was obsessed with these like with these basketball and football cards. But obviously, I don't know football. Um, he we would talk about it, and then I would tell him so many overseas. It's a huge thing. It's not a huge thing in America, but overseas, it's okay. it's a huge market, and international players thrive. Like I told him about Seku. I told him about uh, plenty of other. I told him about like Christian Wood, Jared Jackson, all these yeah, all these okay, other players yeah. at the beginning of the year in October. And by the time coronavirus happened and everyone was let go, he made you know quite a quite a couple bucks off me because wow. of the card market. That's cool, man. But I don't know. I don't know how coronavirus affected that. Yeah. But before it was it was huge overseas. That's awesome. That's cool though. That's actually so, yeah, really cool. Yeah, thank you. Get a Seku card and and try to sell it to someone in France, and you will make a lot of money. I'm glad there is still a market for it somewhere because I definitely like I still have have somewhere at my parents' house like boxes full of uh, NFL cards, and then I still have boxes full of the like tops ninety two baseball cards. Never really got into NBA on them, but I guess obviously the, the third huge collection that uh, I still have is I still have like all my original Pokemon cards. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> that's the extent that's the extent of my card collecting like i don't know probably like 2001 ish is probably collecting pokemon cards and that's probably the last time i actually like sought them out or went to card stores i remember that being huge as a kid though like going to the card store and like like i miss it so i'm glad it's happening somewhere in the world that's cool that's a good that's a really good question and thank you for grant for having that knowledge that's awesome I like being yes. proved wrong. Yes, definitely look up an international player that has a card and hold on to the card for a while. A guy like Seku who's going to play, who's going to have freedom next year in Detroit. They they will they will pay a lot for those. Cool. Okay, next question comes from our friend. And I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Uh, Rutuch, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, dude. Uh, correct me in the comments later, please, so I can get it right next time. Um, Predict Luka's stat line in his first ever playoff series, considering Clippers, Denver, or the Rockets as the opponent. I think it's probably going to be like 2010 and like 9. You know, something like that. You know, I think it's a pretty it's a, it's a, it's a pretty general like stat line. It's not very specific, but I don't want to go into specifics because I hate being wrong. So, <laughs> I think uh, his first series will average a triple-double because we're going we're gonna to stomp on the Thunder Nuggets or... 
Rockets, whoever we play. Especially if it's the Rockets, every game's probably going to be like 150, 130 Mavs. Just high scoring uh, games. Yeah, if it's the Rockets, then I could see, I could see like a or 28, 12, and 10 kind of deal. If it's like the Clippers, I don't know, maybe closer to that, like 28 and 6 or something, just because they have so many guys that they can throw at them. But yeah. Clippers, so I'll say like Nuggets, Rockets, or Thunder, and I'll go. I'd say, I guess for a final prediction, I'd go like 25, 11, and 9, because, you know, who knows with stuff like this. Uh-huh. I do think he's a guy that's going to like rise to the occasion and like isn't going to be intimidated by playoff basketball just because he has that experience over in Europe like he knows big games and rough environments which I guess yeah. he doesn't even have to worry about the environment part right now but um yeah I don't think I don't think we have a guy that's gonna like have to adjust to how big the moments are yeah yeah and definitely because it's such a weird year for him to thrive. And for me, for Luca, I don't care if his points per game dips a little behind uh, below 28. If he can get his three-point field goal up oh, and yeah. his field goal percentage up, I think that that's more important yeah, for the Mavs. I think so, too. I agree with that. Um, okay, yeah. Oscar asked me a question specifically. He says, are you going to talk about how you were snubbed out of the Knicks GM position? <laughs> Which, again, is like my bit on Twitter where I'm like, Oh my god! Like I didn't get the job for the for the GM or the coach or whatever. Like you know whatever. It's hilarious. Um, you know I, I uh, you know I wish the Knicks well. Uh, wish all my haters well. <laughs> um, no, but really, uh, you know it is what it is. Like, I hope eventually they do get they do turn around that that uh, that team because it's such a historic team. Like they need something. So. Um, yeah, it is what it is, man. Well, until they hire us, until they hire us, uh, they're not gonna go very far. <laughs> I don't know, man. You have anything to contribute to that, Tim? Not really, but I did just see that uh, Alonzo Trier always makes me laugh because do you guys know he was gonna be better than Luca in the pros? Do you oh, God, I don't want to bring that up, bro. <laughs> yeah, you got so um, every time I see that name. I've got two sort of announcements that happened while you're recording this. Um, is there any more questions? Uh, one more. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll say Get it after. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So last question comes from uh, Sun underscore Colin. He asks, I'm biased, but I do see a path to the title for us. What would our seed and path have to be for me not to sound like a raging homer? It's really weird because I think this year is like the one year where like seeding may not matter too much uh in terms of like who advances um obviously you have to be you also get to be in it but you know like there's so many different variables like have guys been working out like how like in t- some guys they start off slow like in the playoffs or they start off slow in the season you know like basically they had three months off it they have to restart you know come back honestly dude i think anything can happen it's like literally anything can happen bro like a seven seed can us as a seven seed could definitely like maybe make it to the finals or the, you know, Western Conference finals or something, dude. Like, I see a path, but I think everything has to, like, line up exactly. And it doesn't help that we have guys who are on a roster who, aren't, who won't be able to play because they're injured. Um, we can't really sign anyone else new. I mean, I see it, but I think, like, Luke has to go nuclear. I think KP has to go nuclear. And I think that Tim has to, like, has to remember what his role is for us, you know. I think if those three guys, like, do what they need to do, and everyone else does their role well, I think I could totally see us winning the finals. 
Um, I think as long as we can stay away from the LA Clippers in the first round, we have it. We have a path. But me personally, I would like to see us play the Thunder or maybe the Jazz. Um, but definitely, definitely the Thunder or the Nuggets, just because the basketball will be so fun. And uh, I want to get my vengeance on the Thunder for uh, 2012 and 2015, 2016, 2015. I respect that. <laughs> but there's definitely. A path. I mean, I guess this year with like so many variables in play, like you can carve out a path for a lot of different teams. I think our almost easiest, but if you had to make it, the most likely is do really well in these first sneak up into that top four only have to face like one of the LA teams. And for us, I think definitely prefer for that to be the Lakers. And then just, uh, yeah, just get really, really hot with Luka, KP, and two or three other guys and get momentum going. I'd be interested to see, like, our odds, honestly, probably aren't a whole lot different to uh, what they were in 2011 going into the playoffs. And that doesn't really – that speaks more to, like, how we were pretty much an afterthought in 2011. Like, not so much what people think of us now, but, I mean, yeah, we've seen it with this franchise, how kind of crazy shit's happened before. So just have your best players call at the right time and, you know, catch a couple breaks here and there. And I think there's – it's as wide open as it's ever going to be. A lot of teams mm -hmm. can do this this year. And I think that's that's why a lot of teams were so eager to get there. For for us yeah. specifically, I think. Impossible. For us specifically, I think uh, KP and, and Luca are going to show up. You know, yeah. they might have a couple bad games here and there. But um, if Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, and Maxi Kleba can play as well as they were playing yeah. right before yeah. coronavirus, then yeah. we have a legit chance. Yeah, bro. Like I think we have, we have a good chance at this. Um, and those are all the questions we have this week, guys. So, I think uh, Grant had an announcement or two to make. Yeah, so this is from Sam underscore Amic, I think is how you pronounce yeah, it, A-M-I-K. Yeah. Um, he tweeted about 30 minutes ago that apparently the eight other teams that aren't in the bubble are planning on doing their own bubble and playing. What? I don't know what for or why, but apparently that is being proposed right now. I guess um, And then, okay. yeah. I, I, I don't know, I, I just let the teams that lose go to the draft but go to the lottery but um the this is from at keith smith nba from 16 minutes ago the updated 2020 nba championship odds per bet online is the la lakers they have a nine and four chance of winning i don't know what their odds were before uh the bucks have three to one clippers have seven to two houston is 10 to one boston 15 to one philly and toronto 22 to one uh, and then Denver's thirty to one, and then that's where the Mavs, Heat, and Jazz all have forty to one odds. Oh man! So I don't know what our odds were going in twenty eleven either, but we can make some money, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Some, that's some I, I don't doubt the Lakers uh, are probably going to win though. If I had if I had to put money on it, yeah, well that's good. I mean, forty to one, just like, just take my money right now. Forty to one, let's do it. Yeah, no, definitely. Let's just see what happens. Okay, let's get weird with it, dude. <laughs> but uh... if any. If any team is going to make an upset in the uh, Western Conference, I think it's either us or Denver, if you consider that upsetting. But I think it's it's one of those two. I don't think like the Thunder or the Jazz or Rockets really really have what it takes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so that's going to wrap it up um, today. Oh, if you want to make some real money, though, Washington is 1,000 to 1 odds. 1,000 <laughs> to 1. Holy shit. <laughs> 
Um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for today, guys. Um, again, we appreciate you guys interacting with us on Twitter. Um, if you like what you hear, obviously you can subscribe to us. Um, I think we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Art19 even. You can download straight from them, I think. Um, leave us a review for on Apple Podcasts. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, even You can even contact us directly. Like You can DM either, any one of us and give us feedback or things you like, things you think we can improve on and stuff like that. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening every week. We're almost back to the NBA time. So, um, yeah, and that's going to be it for today, folks. So uh, have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Take it easy, guys. Go Mavs. All right, guys. So I kind of lied. Uh, there is more to this podcast, obviously. Um, as you guys know, we've been doing fan podcasts, and this is another one. Um, I am a friend, AJ Stamps. Um, I'm sure if you look through my friends, you could probably find him on Twitter. Um, really cool dude. You know, we actually had some technical difficulties beforehand where it took like an hour to figure out the problem. Um, Reddit Mavs GF, my fiance figured it out. So uh, thank God for her because I would have never done it. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, you know, it's a good little talk. You know, um, again, if you want to be on the podcast sometime, let me know. Um, I just think that it's really cool to kind of get kind of, you know, everybody involved. You know, this is what this is for, for me is a, it's a good little podcast for everybody to enjoy, for everybody to get involved if they want to. Like, so yeah. Um, just enjoy that, and uh, yeah, have fun. All right, guys, so here I am with another special fan edition of the podcast. I'm here with my good friend, AJ. How are you doing today, man? I mean, I just got called a good friend by Reddit Mavericks, I think. That's the <laughs> highlight of my week so far. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> just made me Twitter famous by proxy. <laughs> I mean, maybe, man. I'm not. I'm not Twitter famous myself, so, you know... Maybe amongst Mavs fans, but like overall, like I'm a small fish in a very big pond. But, uh, Is there any other like pond that matters besides Mavericks Twitter? No, I mean NBA Twitter. Sometimes it kind of depends. Like NBA Twitter can be a fun place depending on what's going on for the day, <laughs> <laughs> and not depending on whatever shows TNT is airing. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, man. So let's just go and get to it because we we. Spent about an hour trying to get this set up because my fiance figured it out, guys. Uh, I had to reset my computer, <laughs> and uh, which I guess makes sense because I haven't reset my. I haven't never turned off my computer in the last like year, so I guess that makes. It was sense. a unique, it was huh? a unique bonding process. Like the two of us never spoken before, trying to figure out the same issue, not being able to hear each other talk. It I was... know, dude. It was great. It's okay. It's a good. <laughs> Very quarantine too, man. That's just perfect. Perfect for the times. Which I mean, I don't know when this is gonna upload, but as of right now, guys, uh, we're recording this during the worst pan one of the worst pandemics like ever. <laughs> just because everything is shut down. Um the NBA isn't back yet. Um we're recording this uh, towards the end of May. So there may be news coming out where this becomes obsolete. This you know, where Things are going on now, um, but for right now, all I have is a uh, Bundesliga soccer to watch and uh, KBO uh, baseball. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, uh, how, what have you been doing since uh, everything's kind of gone to shit? I mean, I work in the news, so my life's been kind of the same. They still send us out 
Oh, really? Oh, instead of going outside crime scene and whatnot, they send us out to block parties so we can record everyone breaking quarantine rules. Oh, shit. How's that? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah? Everyone, it seems like for the most part, everyone's kind of doing their part to keep everyone else safe, but you get a couple of idiots here and there. Yeah, yeah, I feel that, man. Like, here, I uh, yeah, here in Dallas, it's, uh, you know, they got really lax with it. And, uh, you know, me and my fiance, like, we haven't really gone out much. You know, we go see her parents, but her parents are older. So we do, like, the social distancing thing where they're, they have a porch in the backyard. So I will sit, we will sit in the back porch, like, 10 feet away. And, <laughs> and they'll be, and they'll be, like, in, they'll be inside with, like, the windows open and stuff like that. So we can talk and stuff. It's, it's so strange, like, and so, like, my fiance, she captured, like, that moment a while, a couple months, a couple weeks ago, where it's, like, they look like, you know, they're, like, animals in a cage, and we're, like, you know, outside, like, taking pictures of them, and it is such a weird time, so. I know, it's like your daughter and her fiance basically looking at you like you're the animals in the cage. Uh, look at the old people i know dude it's so weird man it's just like but that's what we have to do you know like they're both like at risk and you know like i i don't like i'm really cautious about like washing my hands and like what i'm doing when i'm out about like i wear a mask every every time i go out even when i'm driving in my car and stuff like that and uh you know i get home and like i wash my hands real quick and but the thing is like we work with like we both work for a school district and uh so we do have some, like, contact with, like, our coworkers and stuff like that. And, again, like, I don't know where they've been. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, like, Spanish inquisition them either. You know, it's like, hey, where were you guys? You know, <laughs> so I'm just like. This the last time you washed your hands. I know. So I'm light just, on their face. I know. So I'm just going to, you know, just be cautious about it and just, like, until I see the data go down. <laughs> like, you know. Um, so. During quarantine, besides work, what else have you been doing? Because there's no, obviously, no Mavs basketball. There's like, you know, very little, very little, like in terms of sports out there right now. So, I'm lo- I got lucky. Mavs uh, sports re-aired all of the Mavericks 2011 run, which was, you know, godsend in this. And but other than that, and I just feel so lame. I've done nothing but like read a book three and watch just all the anime in the world oh okay <laughs> which anime have you been watching man uh i watched demon slayer uh okay. rewatch it actually because i'd watch it when it came out and then now that i'm bored i'm rewatching everything okay demon slayer is incredible you get the aj stamp seal of approval nice nice for that's worth the aj stamp <laughs> <laughs> exactly the aj stamp yes nice uh, yeah, like, it's quarantine. What else are you going to do besides maybe read a book and watch a lot of television? Right? Like, that's kind of what I've been doing. And, uh, you know, I was starting to train for a 5K in March. And I was like, because uh, I, so I had a 5K coming up. And, uh, no, I started training in, in February. And, like, I kind of, like, got lackluster in March. And then it got postponed, obviously, because of everything going on. And now they're they're supposedly going to have it again in July, supposedly. But I think if the city of Dallas is like, no, like we still got to you know shut shit down, like you know. Um, but I was training for that, and last week I was so bored. I was like, I'm just gonna like I stopped training for it. So I was just like, I'm just gonna start again, like just in case. <laughs> like 
I can run this 5K, you know, at the end of July. So I've been doing that. And because I'm a teacher, like, I obviously get summers off. So for the most part. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just, like, starting next week's my last week. So the week after, I'm going to go ahead and start, you know, training up again and, you know, actually, like, running, like, waking up, like, 6 in the morning and go run and then completely mess up my sleeping schedule if it already wasn't messed up. So. And this quarantine has ruined my sleep schedule because my work, moved my work schedule so I don't come in till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, shit. Oh, it's like, <laughs> get off work around midnight and then I'm just awake till 5 in the morning. So great, dude. So, like, but, <laughs> yeah, man, like, I've, you know, like, like, my work, so, like, I'm just, like, hanging out, like, there's not, a lot, there's not a lot I can do besides, like, paperwork at this point because towards the end of the year anyway. So, like, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, just waiting for, like, parents to, like, call me or, like, email me about something that, like, their kid is, like, you know. But it's the end of the year, and I think most parents are just like, okay, I'm done. Like, you know, we already took grades. Like, our our last report cards are already turned in. So, you know. Just a collective, everyone's at, like, they're just done with everything. Everyone's checked out. They're ready for the summer vacation. Yeah, exactly, you know, which would happen, you know, if school was in session anyway, so, you know, like, physically in session, so, you know, I get it, like, I know this last week I'd be watching, like, movies and doing, like, end-of-year stuff, and that's about it, um, so moving on, uh, how did you become a Mavs fan in the first place? Oh, man, so, I live in Oklahoma now, but I grew up in West Texas, I grew up in Amarillo, of all places, okay, oh, you're in Texas, Obviously, the culture is nothing's better than Texas, which is true. <laughs> I, I mean, growing up in the mid two thousands, who else are you supposed to like? I mean, sure, Houston's whatever for them. Like, it's really you had the Mavericks or the Spurs to choose from because they're both these fifty win dominant teams. And my dad, the earliest memory I could have of him, would always tell us like, "Your grandmother's German. You gotta like respect that culture, etc." And when he told me about Dirk Nowitzki, was this big seven foot German basketball player. I was like, "Oh, hey!" I always say I'm German. I want to watch the German guy play. Easy, oh, easy choice. Yeah, easy money. And do you know how easy of a choice? Like, once you say, "Yeah, Dirk Nowitzki is going to be my favorite player," it's just like it's two decades of excellence that you get to enjoy. Like, it's the easiest sports decision in the world. Oh yeah, it's like you're saying, you like the Cowboys, where you're going to be disappointed at the end of the year. You got Dirt Nowitzki's doing something incredible every night. Exactly, exactly. Just basketball is just better to me. So, <laughs> I mean, of course, I, I run a, I run a fucking you know Mavericks account. So, but uh, <laughs> it helps. Right, exactly. So, uh, what's your favorite memory? And you can go easy and obviously pick the big one or. You know, you can pick something a little different if you want. So, okay, so obviously the favorite memory is 2011. So let's skip that one because otherwise every fan question would be the same. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but there used to be there's an Asian basketball player that played for the Mavericks like in 2012, 13, and like Yi Jiangling. Yes, I don't know if I pronounced his yes. name right. Every time he would go into the court, he was like the fifteenth man on the roster. So he'd go in like once every five games and play yeah. two minutes. Yes. Every time he went in without fail, every single fan would stand up and yell "Yee!" all throughout <laughs> the fans. Oh man! And in two thousand, yeah, 
Go go ahead, man. No, I was saying I remember that guy, man. Like that's a blast from the past. Like it's weird though, because like I feel like we all like latch on to like those bench warmers, like for uh, some reason. Like this year it was Ryan Brokhoff. Yeah, God, everyone. I, I don't. <laughs> It's uh, worth it, right? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Anyway. So, 2012, met my very first Mavericks basketball game ever. I'm thinking I'm like, I'm 60 years old, something like that. Yeah. Uh, my dad, me to the the basketball game in Oklahoma City. So they're playing the Thunder. And Yi Young Lee walked in the last three minutes of the game. And all the Mavericks fans who were up in the nosebleed section of Chesapeake Arena yelled, stood up and yelled, yee! And there was like maybe like 50 of us, but like it lit up the entire, like you could hear it throughout the entire stadium. And all the Thunder fans were just looking at us like, what the fuck are these guys doing? That's Going, awesome. Yee. That is awesome. <laughs> I think that's my favorite like memory from getting like at a game. Yeah. That's awesome. That experience dude. of a. And like when you're in Oklahoma City, like, I think they care a lot more about that rivalry than Maverick fans do because they were not happy that we were enjoying having a good time. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Oklahoma is right there. So, you know, like, I know a lot of people who, well, like, you know, who take that drive up there for a game. So, I mean, my biggest shame as a Mavericks fan is that I've never been to a Mavericks game in the AAC. Uh, dude, Every Mavericks game I've been to is in San Antonio or Oklahoma City. Dude, you got to come. You got to come out. I'm trying to. I'm so right now. My plan is to move to DFW oh, summer. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I'm super excited to like. I said I might just buy Maverick season because my first year there. Who knows? Just Dude, go all in, right? Yeah. Right now, it's probably the best time to do it too, because I think in a couple of years those are going to go up in price. So. <laughs> and now, before Luca and KP put the. Make it too much, like make everyone else do exactly. Exactly. Even though, like this year, like I definitely saw the uptick in like ticket prices. I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah, we're good again. <laughs> so that makes sense. Um, uh, yeah. So, what was your favorite moment from this season so far? Assuming that the season comes back and you know everything's good, but uh, favorite moment from this season? I don't know. I think the first time like seeing Luca and. Be on the court together. Okay. Because that was like the preseason. Yeah. And just like that sudden realization that holy shit, like we're gonna be good again. We, what was it, like eleven straight seasons where the Mavericks won fifty plus games. Yeah, dude. And then crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, and that's my entire basketball life. Like the Mavericks winning fifty games, going deep into the playoffs, winning that championship. Then the last three years, like thirty wins, twenty seven wins, whatever you have. And now that's the realization that, hey, shit, we're going to be in the playoffs for the next decade plus, and we have these two wonder kids who are just balling out and making my favorite team must-watch television again. That kind of feeling, it was something that was incredible about this season, like just seeing the start of something that you think is going to be big. I mean, man, it's a great feeling, too, to kind of, you know, to, uh, to know that, to know, like, hey, like, the future's here now. Like, we're not walling away like i i'm telling you man like when uh when they're talking about uh you know when they're talking about hey like we're gonna keep dennis for junior and like draft like wendell carter jr which wendell carter jr is a good player right but he's not luca <laughs> so <laughs> so like i was like fine like i was like okay fine like, this is gonna be what i gotta do like 
I'm going to have to like shill for these guys, you know, the entire time they're here. That's the brand or whatever. And now it's like, no, actually, like I get the shill for you know Luca, who is an MVP candidate. And then KP, who is be- coming back into form as being like the unicorn and all this stuff. It's a, it's just a great feeling, you know? So nice. Like not having to not being able to like say it. It's nice not having the best thing to happen to you in the last year being signing DeAndre Jordan. Oh, yes. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like when De- signing a 32-year-old washed-up DeAndre Jordan is the highlight of your offseason, that's no. That's when you know you're towards the bottom. Yeah. Dude, now yeah. that we don't have to worry about that being our highlight, like it's a good time. Yeah, like, hey, if we traded, you know, uh, Dennis Smith and, you know, some other Oh, that's going to be something. Some other parts. For, 15 you know, years. Yeah. Oh, 15 yeah. years. What are our Dennis Smith jerseys going to be worth? I don't know, man. I don't have one. So, you know, I didn't get on that. I just, like, I I feel really, like, Luca was the first one where I was, okay, like, I have to get this one. So I have I have a, re, I have a real Dirk, a real Luca, and then a fake Boban. <laughs> so I, I bought a fake, I bought a fake um, a statement edition of Boban's. A boat for Boban. I love that. And uh, I love it. It's what I wear to games, dude. Honestly, like it's the one. I, it's the one I prefer to wear. It's like going up to the because no one else has it. Like in the stands, usually. So, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, love- Boban!" I'm like, "Yeah, I have Boban. Like, why not? <laughs> like, I love Boban." And anytime someone asks me who my favorite basketball player is, they like tell them Boban because, of course, it's probably Luca or KP or Maxi or whoever. Yeah. I'm telling people like Boban Maranovic is my favorite basketball player, and it's not even really that big of a lie because the dude is just so much fun to have on your team. He's so fun, like, yeah, dude. He just like social media wise, and just like you can tell like when they're on like when they're on the bench, like they're having fun, which is like which to me is like the best sign in the world of like a good basketball team is like having fun, <laughs> you know. You have Dwight Powell throwing down an alley oop in the entire inches off and onto the floor it's incredible watching everyone have fun so we kind of talked about a little bit but what is your um what's your outlook on this team uh whether it be like this year with the playoffs assuming they happen or um next year and beyond what do you what are your what kind what do you what's your outlook for them clearly your outlook is championship like when you have foundational pieces like that you have to look towards winning it all like just on a smaller scale, just if they can finally break through that uh, barrier and sign some big free agent to Dallas that you didn't have to trade for, I think that'll be cool to watch to see if they can finally get over that hurdle and finally grab one of those top tier guys, whether it be someone like Adley Beal when his contract's up or or save us, please, honest. I want the Kikupo. dude. I want Brad. <laughs> I want Bradley Beal so bad. Like y'all- his fit. Like, Giannis, for me, is, like, the guy, like, the ultimate, like, hey, like, we have the guy, but, I mean, I don't, I I just don't see him leaving Milwaukee yet, <laughs> so, you know. I think I have to disappoint him a little too much, like, they, like, if he keeps dragging them to the playoffs and they keep losing, then maybe he'll leave. Yeah. He just seems like, he seems, he's, he reminds me kind of like a Dirk, like, he wants to stay in a place and make it his own. Yeah, so. I mean, Bradley Beal, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, those are those, those two guys are, like, my top two. Like, hey, these are the guys that I want to bring in. Like, you know, uh, yeah, those are the two guys where I'm just, like, it'd be perfect for us. So, cause Bradley Beal would be like, how much space is too much space for shooting? 
Exactly. Great. It's so good, dude. I'm so excited. I I will be excited when that happens because I think something's gonna. I think Donnie's yeah. gonna do something. So. Dude, Donnie's so crafty too. Like, the, look at the roster he put together in the last two years. Like Maxi Kleber and Seth Curry for like Mike Powell for these incredibly cheap contracts, and it's so all of them make these significant plays. I know we got Maxi and Dodo for like three years for like scraps, you know, like <laughs> comparatively. Max- comparatively, but <laughs> I mean, still, what is it like seven million total for Maxi over the next couple of years? It's, it's so insane, and the it. dude's stalwart, stalwart on defense. Yeah, dude. Um, so so if you ever listen to the podcast when we when we don't have guests, we usually do um, questions. We take questions from people on Twitter or whatever, emails, whatever. Um, so what I've done is I've picked out five different questions, um, just at random mostly. I didn't try to pick two ones that are like way out there, kind of depressing. So, because um, <laughs> right now it's just it's not the time. But um, you know, um, I pick some out, um, you know, just to get your opinion on them. And I will try to remember my question. I'll try to remember some of my answers, and maybe my answers may have changed since then or something like that. So, okay. So, first question comes from Trey Raldon. So, he asked, and I think he might have been high when he wrote this, but... (laughs) How much longer until we make contact with aliens? Oh, shit, man. Who's to say that we haven't already? Ah, see, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Like, you know... (laughs) I feel like I I might have already. (laughs) Like... I want to get all ancient aliens on everyone here, but I mean, let's be real. Like, it, there's, I'm not saying like it's some like conspiracy, like governments in contact with aliens, like Men in Black style. But are we to say that along the way, someone hasn't encountered an alien here? <laughs> That's a good answer. Man. I like that one. All right, next question comes from Tyler Mavericks. Other than obvious players like Rondo, who is your least favorite Maverick of all time? East favorite. Oh, that's hard. I know, right? Yeah, I had to go way back for this one. I had to go back. Wait. I had to go back pre like me being happy all the time. So, like... <laughs> just some like I name any generic player that played for the Mavericks over the last four years whose names I don't remember. Nick Brasino, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> uh, hey. Oh my god. Derek so, Fisher. He's obvious. Yeah, Derek Fisher. Obvious, yeah. Lamar was pretty obvious too. So, ex Lakers that for some reason, excuse me, brought back. Oh yes, ex Lakers we yeah. brought like we swept them in 2011, so they wanted to join our team. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. So, I honestly don't have an answer for this. Like, I haven't thought about my least favorite Maverick in a while. If you had asked me like in September, I probably would have said Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> At the very beginning, just like before he like became like a serviceable serviceable third third option yeah like yeah like a sniper from beyond the arc where'd that come from timmy like great i mean i feel like a lot yeah i mean like i feel like a lot excuse me oh no go ahead man oh i was saying that i feel like a lot of that's because like with like the hawks and the knicks like he was like the first option like second option you know like he can't be that every night you know he can be that when like Kristaps and Luca are taking the day off, you know, but yeah. like he just he can't be that every night. There's some nights where he can and he'll be like good at it, but no. Like 
Honestly, I think it's a huge testament to like Rick Carlisle and his ability to get guys into the best position to succeed. Is Hardaway like sure he's knocking these down at a forty percent clip, but he is so open all the time. Like, the ball movement this year has been incredible, and the sh- like the looks him and KP and Seth get from Luca are just yes yeah. to watch. It's incredible basketball. All right, let's see. Next question comes from She's a Maverick. What is your favorite dessert? Oh, I'm a big sweets guy. I, I eat desserts all the time. My roommate will come home and I'll be like cooking, cooking cookies at two in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to go with like blackberry cobbler, probably. Oh, okay. The cobbler's super hot and you put some ice cream, like vanilla homemade uh, bluebell yes. ice cream on top. Yes. Nothing's better than that. That's perfect. That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. I'm hungry now, dude. I need, to, I need to go. I need to go get dinner soon. Or not dinner, lunch. We're recording this at like eleven, guys. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next question is from Luis Fur. Um, he asks, and I'm I'm going to add a caveat because I know the answer to this one already. But yeah. if you could add a mouse player of the past to this team, who would it be? And it cannot be Dirk. Oh well, yeah. So it's this seems okay. If I say like Vince Carter, we get like prime Vince in this. You know, Vince running the pick and roll back oh, yeah, in his bro. Yes, you can man half amazing days. Yeah, catching dude. love from Luca or I don't know. Vince Carter's probably my favorite on Dirk Mav of the last fifteen years. Yeah, dude, he's up there for me. Um, he's like he's probably number like three, I think, right now. So I love that dude. And yeah, this card. I loved having him on the team, especially because like when he was on the Mavericks, and when I was first able to start going to games, yeah, in the two thousand like immediately post championship is when I was old enough to start driving to Oklahoma City and going to Maverick games. And Vince Carter was just so much fun for me. He was my one of my favorite kids years as a kid, and then getting to watch him on the Mavericks transition, this old leader. Yeah, it's so great. And that San Antonio game winning three. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, I think about that shot like every couple of days. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, I should watch that. You know, like watch that, watch that replay. You know, just get my get my. I love. In. I mean, I, I know you don't want to like talk about like moral victories, but the fact that the Mavericks took that San Antonio team to seven games, and they ended up beating the Heat in the finals in just six. I always thought it was like, damn, that team was so good. Yeah, dude. Like, it's crazy. Like the parts that we had on that team, and just like. We somehow like may almost like almost won that series, dude. Of course, like we, what ended up happening is obviously like that last game is not very competitive, and but you know I just like we ran out of steam, which happens, and you know. But I mean that 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 whole series was really fun, and I think that cemented like for me anyway that cemented uh um you know Vince Carter as like one of my favorites of all time. So yeah. And- Help, like you realize just how good a coach Carlisle can be. Exactly. Yeah. That is best. <laughs> so, all right. So, last question comes from Hoops. There it is. Um, they ask if you were forced to get a Dallas Mavericks theme tattoo after recording your podcast, what would you get? Oh man, I think I'd go with that classic green and blue logo with the Mavericks M wearing the cowboy hat. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd go like retro, the retro logo. I think. God, I love that logo. I love that look so much. 
I can't believe we went away from the green. I mean, obviously, that's the biggest complaint Mavericks Twitter seems to have all the time is that we don't wear enough green. Really, though, it's so different from the other jerseys of the Western Conference, especially now that Seattle's in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, they're coming back next year, though, so. Green it back, baby. They're coming back next year. I'm so excited. Um, Yeah, man. So that's all the questions I have. Uh, You know, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I know we had such a hard time trying to get – you know, trying to get things uh, set up. So I appreciate you just being patient with me and ended up being my fiance, figuring out exactly how to fix this. So, you know, shout uh, out to her. Maverick's fiance. I know she's, I know she's changing her at pretty soon once we get married, but <laughs> no longer girlfriend. Yeah. No longer girlfriend. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, again, thank you so much. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug in real quick or anything? Before uh, we end the end the recording, I'm not cool enough to have any special personal projects right now. But honestly, thanks for having me on, man. I look forward to listening to the pod. See how it turned out. Make sure I don't sound too dumb. <laughs> don't worry, you do. I sound wait. I sound dumb every day, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a state of being for guys like us. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, man. Uh, oh, man. Huh? Thanks for having me on, dude. I really look forward. To- uh, I know I'm moving to the Fort Worth, Dallas Fort Worth area soon, and I really hope I get to go to some of these Mav meetups and watch yes. actual the games with other fans. Yes, I'm so excited for that. Just let me know when you're up here, man, or like down here, so we can hang out after we're oh, safe to go outside. So, but uh, when the world's back to semi-normal, yeah. All right, man. So with that, uh, I will see you guys later. Have a good day. <laughs>